I feel that the the legacy, the, the great legacy of a church is not the people that they can see, it's the people that they can send. And uh, my, for, my first responsibility is not only uh, feeding the flock, but also is making disciples, uh, investing in them, uh, giving them the opportunities to develop. Um, when they're ready, send out. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. My name is Noah Oldham, the lead pastor of August Gate in St. Louis, joined as always by Hayden Ratner, the senior pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Dahadi Lewis, the lead pastor of Blueprint in Atlanta, Georgia. We're joined today by another special guest, uh, our man, the regional director down in Puerto Rico, Felix Cabrera. Welcome, brothers. Good Come to see on. you guys. What's up? What's up? We are in the room for the first time post-pandemic, all at the same time. We're actually live for SBC 21 and Send Conference. So yeah. good. Man, it's going to be good. Today is an awesome opportunity for us to highlight the diversity of the Send Network. I recently read a statistic that since 2010, that 60% of the churches planted in Send Network are non-Anglo. So we are diversifying all the time. And one of the largest demographics we see in that diversity is our Spanish-speaking community. Dahadi, I know this has been on your heart for a while. Man, let us know what's going on. Where are things happening here? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you even said what you, what you said. The reality is, is that in America, basically in North America, they said by the year 2042, America will be a majority minority multi-ethnic country, wow. right? right? We're already serving the most diverse That's country good. in the world, mm -hmm. you know? And one of my hearts and my goals was that I would want to have missionaries that reflect the diversity in North America, you know? And so that's really why I'm excited to, to bring in Felix, because not only is he a regional director, he is also the senior director of Sin Network Español. Okay. Sin Network Español is go. a, um, it is really our, a way for us to simplify, to reaching um, a, a clear and simple process to reaching Hispanics, you know, in Spanish speaking communities all throughout North America. Wow. You know, and so, and it's also a way, because there's so many different ways, you know, we, we serve eight different regions all throughout, whether that's Canada, North America, you know, in Puerto Rico. And there's literally that many different types of ways, I yeah. mean, to like, yeah. to, if you're trying to plan a Spanish speaking church, we wanted to clarify that and bring a clear and simple strategy wow. in order to do that. And yeah. Felix is basically gonna be championing that. He's you know, it, yeah. he's, he's gonna be leading that charge. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to talk to you, Felix, about that. You know, just, just first to share your heart, you know, just a little bit about kind of how you started, you know, specifically in this church planning journey. You know, in, in you know, in North America. Well, in 2010, we moved from Puerto Rico to Oklahoma, and we start a, a Hispanic church in uh, Anglo Church in Qual Spring Baptist Church, uh, Pastor Hans Dilbeck. Uh, and two years later, uh, because of the context in Oklahoma, a, a growing Hispanic community moving to the north side of Oklahoma City, we start helping other. Uh, Anglo churches to, to plan uh, Hispanic churches. And a year later, North American Mission Board uh, contacted us and 
us if we can help with the uh, plan to support uh, in the same cities uh, with uh, plan his, uh, Hispanic or Spanish-speaking uh, churches because the first generation of Hispanics was uh, moving to the, the biggest cities in, in, mm. in the States. And since 2012 to 2018, we helped to plant over 40 Spanish-speaking churches in North America. Wow. And after uh, Hurricane Maria uh, came to the island, uh, we accept the call to move to Puerto Rico to plant uh, Iglesia Bautista Ciudad de Dios in San Juan, in the capital of the island. And from Ciudad de Dios, start a residency, a church planting residency. And in, so, since 2019, to, as today, we help start other seven churches wow. in Puerto Rico. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, and I don't want us to quickly jump over that because the idea of being able, you've been there for how many years? Eight years. Eight years, and you've planted seven churches already. In Puerto Rico? In, in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, it's only two years and a half, and we start seven churches. Okay, yeah, so that's yeah, what I said, two and a half wow. years. Yeah. That's what I was saying, like, yeah. so we are, we're yeah. planting, yeah. and a lot of that is very intentional. I mm -hmm. mean, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later about just the, the disciple-making process, mm -hmm. the residency, all that stuff that you, you're very intentional, I know your heart, mm -hmm. in order to, to do that. But, you know, as we're thinking about specifically Spanish-speaking um, churches and planting specifically Spanish-speaking churches. There's so many different philosophies, so many different ways mm. to go about doing that. I've heard right. people from sending, raising up and sending them out separately. I've heard people trying to integrate, you know, Spanish-speakings and have translations. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard like different service times. So talk to us about some of the different models that you've seen out there when it comes for English speakers to planting Spanish-speaking congregations, sure. how they've done it and just kind of even what you prefer. Well, since 2010, I think in the last decade, we saw a movement that probably in the beginning, uh, Anglo churches start uh, Hispanic works, like a Sunday school or Spanish speaking small groups. Right. And they are, I think was wise to see uh, the growing, the, mm -hmm. if they are healthy. Uh, but because of the increase of co Hispanic community, uh, moving to the communities, uh, they start from, they, they move from, his a Spanish small groups or Sunday school to a Hispanic ministry. Mm -hmm. And from the Hispanic ministry, they launch Hispanic churches. Now we are seeing more conscious because of send network to churches, plant churches, and plant churches for everyone, everywhere. And we are seeing a movement of uh, churches planting uh, Spanish-speaking churches, um, not only in the biggest city, because Hispanics are moving everywhere. Okay. And not only in the, in, the, in the South, in the United States, but we have an increasing growing Hispanic community in Canada. Um, and we are seeing a movement that are, are, we're excited and pumped about this uh, uh, strategy to help churches to reach their Hispanic communities, the Spanish-speaking communities in the cities. So good. Yeah, I like how you said early on that you guys have a passion for coming alongside specifically Anglo churches or maybe majority culture churches mm -hmm. and really helping them see a vision for planting churches, Spanish-speaking context. Could you give maybe just a few more practical examples on how you may come alongside an Anglo church or just a church that doesn't have a Spanish-speaking context? I'm even thinking right now in Las Vegas in the West Coast, we have a, a large Hispanic population even at our church, I'm thinking, man, I need some tools to just start thinking that way. We might not go zero to 100, mm -hmm. but we need to start getting closer to planting another church in a different language. And so maybe give us some tools, some handlebars on how to take some steps there. I think these are a great question because we, we can 
see two different uh, models. Mm -hmm. First is seeing that every pastor and every church can uh, see their, their, their community. If, they, if it's changing, if you have more brown people that are Spanish, uh, speaking, uh, speaking Spanish in, in the supermarket, in the restaurant, probably, or in Walmart, you can go to Walmart yeah. and spend 15 minutes that you will see who mm -hmm. is coming to the, to the community or to the city and start trying to, uh, my humble suggestion is trying to find a guy that you can invest and they can, he can, create or recruit a, a small core group in Spanish to reach this community. In some sometimes we saw churches that are probably in, in, in biggest English speaking, speaking community, but they have a heart to reach the Hispanics and they join us or work with other churches to reach the Hispanic in another side of the city, right. uh, giving resources, tools, financial help, uh, bringing teams to, 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 yeah. to help them to reach the community, to doing outreach, VBS, evangelism. That are two ways, trying to, to pulse your, your community, but also if your community, you don't have other ethnic group, but you have a, a heart for your city or your community, join others to reach these Hispanic brothers. Can I, I love that. piggyback on that? Because, you know, we've wow. been mixing kind of the, the, the metaphor in the sense of, on one, we talk about Hispanic mm -hmm. communities, and then we also talk about Spanish speaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, can we yeah. differentiate those for me, that like the, the two between sure. Hispanic communities and Spanish speaking communities? Because there's the, the language obviously is a clear um, differentiation, but talk a little bit about that. We are 21 Spanish speaking countries. When you talk about Latinos or Hispanics, we are from different, 20, dif 21 different countries, wow. uh, different context, culture, reality. Uh, you can put everybody in the same table, like they are Mexican. Well, because I'm from Caribbean, we have guys from South America, we have guys from Spain. Yeah. Uh, and wow. when we talk about Hispanics, we're talking from guys from these 21 Spanish-speaking countries. When we talk about uh, Latinos or Spanish-speaking, it's because our first generation. Mm -hmm. Well, we are Hispanic from first, second, third, fourth, fifth generation. And in the, probably the third, fourth, fifth generation, they lost the Spanish. Okay. They are English-speaking. Uh, and they, we want to reach them with the gospel. But probably is like a, a a sauce, Hispanic sauce, but in English. But first and second generation, they want, they need the gospel. They want to be a part of the family because because this is part of one of our values. Values is family, uh, and they want to worship in their own language, in their heart language that is Spanish. That's the reason because sometimes we talk about Hispanics right. and we talk about Spanish-speaking yeah. That's churches. a helpful just That's good. wisdom right there. Yeah. Culture and language exactly. and how, how they blend together. What I'm really excited about with, with Send Network Espanol is the synergy that can come as you get these leaders together. I've seen in my own experience as a Send City missionary or being on staff at different churches is often you want to reach a population in the community that's not represented in the church. It's that balance of giving power away, giving authority away, mm -hmm. and not trying to control it. But I've often seen, you know, majority culture churches, they, they, they're trying to ride that, that balance. They don't give enough power away, and they never really get a whole lot done. Yeah. But I've, I've watched specifically some Spanish-speaking, Hispanic leaders that when they are set loose and given responsibility and authority and trust and resources, things explode. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I'm excited to see that happen as Synergy yep. brings all these leaders together from across North America. And I think that's one of Good. the things that we want to make sure, because you know, this year with the Syn Network, basically one of the things that we wanted to make sure was 
taking that first step because we know that the Hispanic population is going to be the largest mm -hmm. minority group in North America. Wow. So with it being the largest minority group, one of the first steps that we wanted to take was to translate everything that we had into Spanish, yeah. right? But we didn't want to start there. And many oftentimes I talked to Felix, I was like, we don't want to just translate. Cause there's one thing that you can translate yeah. and that you still miss the point of what right. you're trying to do. So we always talk about, no, we want to contextualize mm -hmm. everything that we're doing. Talk a little bit, Felix, about the difference between just simply translating and contextualization when it comes to um, reaching our yeah, Spanish-speaking communities. And I praise the Lord for his heart because he, he get it. <laughs> he gets he it. understood <laughs> that it's totally different translate to contextualize. Right. Because sometimes when you uh, copy and pay, paste and you don't adopt and adapt, it's different. Uh, some of the, the tools, uh, resources, materials that we have in the network are great for, Anglo, for our Anglish, uh, Anglo brothers, but in the Spanish-speaking context, church planters and churches are not, uh, don't fit because the examples, because right. the context, because the reality, because our challenges, the majority of the Hispanics in, in, in North America, they came uh, through the uh, pursuing the American dream, mm -hmm. they don't they don't work eight to five. They they work twenty five or <laughs> yeah. thirty hours yeah. weekly yeah. Or, or, or daily. It's, it's ridiculous, yeah. you know. Uh, is is and when we are, we want when we want to try to to reach them, we need to go and talk in their own language and yeah, their own values and their own realities, understanding their challenges, and that flexibility that you took in, in the in the beginning. Uh, that Anglo churches are giving to the Hispanic church planters to reach them is the flexibility that I receive from from the Hari. Mm -hmm. Is the freedom to okay, you know your people uh, yeah. and see what we are doing and how we can help to put in their in in their own in their own la hard language. And yeah. um, that's a blessing. Uh, I'm, and we're excited about. What the Lord do for the last 10 years with Kevin, when Kevin arrived, we saw a movement or, uh, oriented to reach ethnics. But when the Hari came aboard, uh, one of the things that he do uh, in the beginning was how we can make this explode, Amen. how we can give you authority, flexibility. And that's what we receive in the San Network Espanol. But this is what we are encourage, encouraging our church planters, uh, because church planters like you, you know your community, and you know how to reach these Spanish-speaking guys. But probably you can do alone. We can. We are better together, yeah. and we can do. Uh, we are uh, better working to reach our people in their own context, uh, considering their realities and challenges. Yeah, I, I remember. I think hearing Dahadi actually share this in the Boulevard cohort that I think you took some mission trips to Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and expanded your global mindset of God. I remember one session you were just saying like, honestly, like I just, I can't get Puerto Rico off my heart today. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanna, I was moved, but you're not moved unless you go. Yeah. And maybe mm -hmm. even talk a little bit about your experience when you went out there a couple times and just what you yeah. saw. Well, I mean, Felix can't get enough of me. I, I mean, yeah, I'm that's mommy, what it is. Or he, maybe he get too much of me. Yeah. Like every time I'm like, hey, Felix, I'm out here for my family. I'm just like, you know, but I think for me, because I was that dude. I right. was that dude specifically growing, you know, early in my Christian life. 
you know, um, just be like, why go overseas? Right. Like, there's so many problems in my own hood. Yeah. Like, why do I need to go overseas? And I, when I took that first mission trip, which actually was to Honduras, okay. you know, and I took that first mission trip to Honduras, and I was just like, my goodness. That's right. Like, God is way more bigger than That's right. I thought mm -hmm. that he was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I saw God being worshipped in you know, obviously in a different tongue or a different language in so many different ways, but it was in so much more. And, I, and, I, and it just increased my understanding of God by seeing that taking place. So really God used that. And I literally was at that time was like, God, I don't know who to pray for. Do I, yeah. Like, do I need to be praying for them? Because yeah. I was the missionary yeah. going to help them. And I was like, but I was being more so sanctified, good. you know, in that process. And I was just like, that Man, was it. And then, that. and it was from that time I went back and I was like, everybody needs to go. Everybody needs to go, you know? And so that was really mm. kind of the, my, my heart, my, my desire to do it. But I've always felt like one of the beautiful things that yeah. we have by being a part of a large kind of a big tent with the SIN right. network is the, 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 the diversity yeah. that we have within. But the problem is, is that we've only, and a lot of times we've only lifted up one kind of model mm -hmm. to so be the, the example yeah, or the yeah. gold star. But what I, what I love is that we see brothers like Felix and others mm -hmm. all around lifting them up. And so not just learning, okay, how do we reach Hispanics? No, but man, tell us about disciple making because yeah. what you're talking about so in good. two and a half years, Gosh. seven churches, mm -hmm. like that's not that's not a Spanish thing. Like no, <laughs> yeah. like tell us about your disciple making model. So, so I would love right. to hear kind of more about just like your heart for discipleship, your heart, you know, the residency, yeah. you know, and what you what you've been doing um, with that. Uh, I I feel that the the legacy, the, the great legacy of a church is not the people that they can see; it's the people that they can send. And my, for, my first responsibility is not only uh, feeding the flock, but also is making disciples, uh, investing in them, uh, giving them the opportunities to develop um, when they're ready, sent out. And I, I remember that when you came to Puerto Rico the last time, you talked about that discipleship, and, and we was, yeah, he get it, we, we know what he's, what he's talking about because this is part of our DNA, yeah. not only teaching the Bible, but also giving the opportunity that they can teach others, that they can invest in others. We, we need a, a, a Barnabas, a Paul, and a Timothy. Yeah. Um, this is the model that we are trying to, to, to share it, not only in our church family, but also with our, our other church planters, that they can uh, invest in others, and these others invest in others that we can see Movement and momentum yeah. in the island, and the Hispanic speak Spanish-speaking uh, context, uh, developing others to see the gospel to the end. Let of me the ask world. you this: with, in terms of your time as a, as a senior pastor, mm -hmm. you know, and how you divide your hours up in a week, you know, in terms of you know, you talk about the Barnabas, the Timothys, mm -hmm. you know, and then the the general congregation. How do you divide up your week, just in large buckets, like? in terms of how you spend your time, you know, in shepherding the flock? I have four hats. I'm not probably the best model. <laughs> uh, I have four administrative assistants, and this is different. But I think that, again, one of my, my, my goal in my agenda during the week is spending time with other men, uh, that they can, that we can spend time, time in the praying, in reading the Bible, uh, 
reading a book, but also that they can come with me and doing ministry with me. So that they can visit people, mm -hmm. minister others, be part of the counseling, reaching evangelism, uh, because after a year, that's what they will do. Yeah. And I want to give the orthodoxy, but I want to give the orthopraxis, right. a, a, a environment that they can uh, combine the, these two others, these two things. Um, for this reason, this is one of my biggest uh, assignment during the week in my agenda. Yeah, man. Before we close, I, I do wanted to speak to yeah. to you guys for a minute because, man, um, I love this brother. And like I said, we are we're partners um, with the, in the gospel. We our church uh, try to do more things in Puerto Rico. Yeah. But what I love about his heart is his desire yeah. to make disciples. You know, and his desire to seeing that. And so this is why if you are uh, Spanish or desiring to plant a church in a Spanish-speaking context, yeah. or if you are a church planner and just wanting to reach the Spanish-speaking congregation, or you just want to learn about discipleship and disciple-making, mm -hmm. you want to check out my man here. Um, he is He's a great brother in the so Lord and, and really gets it. You know, but if you do want to plant specifically of Spanish-speaking churches, Sin Network Español. We want to make it really clear, really simple for anybody who has that desire to do that. And so... We're really excited to, yeah. to do that. Man, great days ahead, great days ahead. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. As always, if you want more information about planting with the Send Network, you can text the, the words Send Network to 888-123. That's 888-123-SEND-NETWORK. Even to get information about Send Network Espanol, you can check us out at sendnetwork.com. And until next time, We Are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.